I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast, the preview show with Sun FM. Although we do have a little bit of reviewing to do as well, because Sunderland lost a game of football. Surprise, surprise. The other night to Aston Villa. Maybe it was a game of football. Maybe it was just a bunch of cowards running about, going through the motions. Myself, Stephen Goldsworth and Gareth Barker are joined by John Oster tonight in the studio. Did I read it on Twitter that you're going to the game of the weekend, John? Or, or were you going to go? This weekend? Yeah, what? against QPR. No. Um... Are you sh- no, no. I don't fancy travelling all the way down that to well, London <laughs> to, to was, witness <laughs> another form of spectacle. Well, it must, be, it must be another form of play, I think, because I'm yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Ma- maybe I dreamt it, John. I don't know. No, I'm not dreaming about your promise. Right. It's a bad dream. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a an iconic fixture for myself and Gareth, this one, actually, because. Iconic. Well, it is, it is in a way, isn't it? Because when we started doing the, the Wiseman Say podcast, Five years ago, Gareth? five years ago yesterday. Five years ago yesterday, and QPR was the first game that Sunderland had. Uh, they lost. You might not be surprised to hear. Uh, we were going to get Steve Colwell on, who was our first ever guest on the Wise Men Say podcast. But myself and Gareth were just talking in the car before the game. This is kind of what's happened to to us now, being a Sunderland fan, where we're just thinking we can't be bothered to. Sort stuff out. No, but not no, not sort stuff out. But li- no, speak to hear what fans of other clubs have got to say <laughs> because we, we've got enough on our plate as it is, and and you know, I just feel like we're we're gonna pick that feature up next season, Gareth, aren't we? That's what we've said because we're gonna what pick, pick it, that season back. Uh, feature, pick it up, are we? Pick it back well, up next next season when we maybe refreshed a little bit. It, would it be harder to find third division? Podcasters. Well, at least it'd be interesting because there'll be a lot of clubs who don't know a lot about this. This is what's happening to everybody, John, isn't it? <laughs> Sad, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, uh, what's what's the point in speaking to someone who is <laughs> speaking so anything. positively about getting three points against Sunderland on Saturday? You know, well, I mean? it's just, I, f- I just feel like it's you know we we would get an opposition fan on, and he would say, right, this is what QPR are good at, and this is how we set up, and we play like this, and we play like that, and it just feels like it doesn't matter to us. Mm. Yeah. Because when when you saw the performance of the night, it's play application, which is a shame because it was actually an improvement in performance the last few games. Right. But they're not chasing the ball down, and and they're not trying to block crosses, and they're not showing for the ball. Yeah. And fans are not idiots, and mm. they're not going to stand for that. And they're just fewer and fewer people are going to start going. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually looked at the stats of the QPR derby game the other night, and. It looked like QPR battered them on the stats. I know, obviously, probably doesn't tell a true reflection of the way the game went, and they managed to nick a draw, one-one uh, in the end. But um, yeah, um, if they're if they're playing playing quite well uh, at home, QPR, it's uh, it's not going to be an easy game down and there. It's always it's always a hard game as well with QPR being so tight and the fans and 
on top here and things like that. So uh, it's, uh, it's it's another game where it's, it's going to be difficult and, as and usual. And Chris Coleman come out after the Villa game and even referenced the the home thing again and said it's going to be better for us at QBR because we're not at home. And that that's a very very sad state of affairs for, for any football club. That um, maybe they've just been to Millwall and got a result. So uh, there's, there's I mean, not just many this, more I mean, hostile places. I mean this, I mean the situation where they're seeing the home game as a disadvantage. Yeah, no, that's 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 terrible, really, when you think about it. Because um, if you could if you could turn the stadium into a fortress, then it would be some fortress, especially in this division. Because I don't think there's many grounds, uh, especially home grounds, better than that one. Um, but yeah, um, it's 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 almost the opposite than a cauldron. It's uh, it's uh, it's an inferno. <laughs> it's an inferno at the minute. Mm, it's it's the one of them places where they, they seem scared to step out into. And I mean, when you we're at Sunderland and Mick McCarthy was manager. We went down, you know, w- w- with really negative vibes, didn't we? Where Mick came in, he lost his first ten games in the Premier League. Sunderland were relegated on nineteen points. He then lost his first couple in the Championship as well, and we were one game away from setting a club record, which unbelievably we haven't beaten um, of the amount of consecutive defeats. Now Mick managed to turn that round. Um, you were in the dressing room, and, and what was it like before and after uh, things got turned around? And what do you think it was that turned things around? Um, it's difficult. Um, we, we still had a, 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 a decent nucleus um, of of players from from the Premier League. Um, obviously, you got your likes of Kevin Phillips, people like that. They were bound to leave in the end. Um, and I, I did an interview actually the other day, and um, for that for that season that we. We um, we turned things around. Um, I personally thought that the key for me that for us not getting promotion that season was probably having to sell Tori Andre Flo in the end. Um, I thought if we could have kept him, um, and we had Kevin Carl. Obviously, he had to. He came in and played um, with Marcus Stewart, people like that. And I think we we got obviously Tommy Smith and people like that on loan throughout the season who contributed. I think he was he was probably the one key player. I think in the championship he was sort of would have been head and shoulders above. A lot of defenders uh, and Sunderland and fans never really seen the best of him in the well, Premier League. Well. He's the best, uh, the the best player he's seen. He was, with. yeah, he was. I think, like you say, I don't think he he, he showed a true reflection of himself um, when he when he was here. But um, I've seen enough in training and obviously in pre-season. I think that that year before he left or whenever it was. Um, he, sh- he he showed enough that you, mm. you just knew he had that little bit of class. Yeah, and I'm guessing that. Most of the players in the Sunderland team now are all right footballers. They're mm. professional footballers, and I bet if you go and watch a training session, they're good players. How can that change from a training ground to to a game on a weekend? Um, I think the only way at the minute will be results. I, I can't see it being anything else because it goes from one week to another. Where there'll be be an half decent result, whether it be the comeback against Borough at home, you know, to nick a draw, or away to Millwall, and that. But in between, there's always that shocking result at uh, Villa the other night it's just there's no there's there's no there's no fluidity mm. like fluidity within the team or results I just thought Aston let, let, let's be clear straight away Aston Villa player for player far better team than Sunderland that's a side filled with players with Premier League experience well, look, look at the players who are bringing on yeah you know, exactly and... yeah, yeah, yeah um, I mean um, Glenn, Glenn Whelan goes off and then, and then they bring on Yedinah yeah, don't know. And you think, oh, you know, that's that's all right. So, but it's, a, mirror, but it's a still it's still a mirror yeah. image of a Sunderland. Like what what's happened is they, they've came mm. down and they've spent well. They've obviously invested quite a lot of money, but they they've come down same as Sunderland. 
and done it the right way and they're near the top of the table mm. and they could be going back up whereas Sunderland haven't yeah spent I mean what what I, what I don't want to sound like is that I'm excusing the performance because I'm absolutely <laughs> not and in fact the point what I was trying to get onto was to say that you know let's yes see Aston Villa player for player are better than us they are challenging for promotion I actually think they are going to get promoted uh, I think they'll do enough to go up with Wolves um but it's as if the players knew that and almost excused themselves from having to put a proper shift in because they just resigned themselves to the fact that we're going to lose the game. It was like the Ipswich game again. That's what I thought. It, it felt the same. It was like neither team really got started and then Villa scored. And then that was it then. It was like, mm. it was easy. Goalkeeper? Every goal? Every goal. I mean, this is, this is bizarre. We, we've come in and Lee Camp led in... You know, a comical mm. goal at at Bolton, which was costly because he lost the game, and he looks a bit dodgy. But most keepers in the championship, I think, look a bit dodgy. Mm. I, I could not for the life of me say what Jason Steele has has offered all because he looks more than dodgy. Yeah, you, you, you don't he had one you, good game against. Well, Millwall. apparently, he was all right against Millwall away. He did. He had yeah. a really good game yeah. against Millwall, and then, but that's it. That the thing is, when you're talking about, it's it's a sore thumb, isn't it? Like, I mean. Right, right there. When you look at the three goalkeepers, is the best keeper that they've got, and he's injured. So mm. I mean, and he's he's not covered himself in glory at times, but you know he's he's competent compared to those two, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the first goal is an embarrassment. I mean, what he's doing? Let's the ball bounce twice it's, in yeah. the six-yard box. Should it's, any it's, goalkeeper be doing that, John? <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. But it's it's every week, isn't it? It's like um, every time. Every time I look at the highlights of them not there or whatever, and you watch the goals and that, and you can almost like certainly guarantee that it's going to be either or. It's going to be a defender that's had a bit of miscommunication with a goalkeeper, or vice versa. And there's always one of them to blame. It doesn't really make a difference. Like it's always a mistake. They're never. It's never a team. Oh, what a great goal! You know, like they've worked it and they've, they've like they've cut you open and oh, it's an amazing goal. There's nothing you can do. There's always one thrown in, whether it be a corner where someone's not been defending or like you say a goalkeeping error and uh, at the minute they can't afford to give teams goal starts because the the, 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 the position they're in it's just it's impossible for them so mm. how do you how do you change things when you've you've got no one else to, to put I mean, in goal that's the problem <laughs> isn't it he's got now he's got a situation where camp is infinitely better than steel but like now they've got but he can't drop him now because he's put him back in you can't drop him after two well, why did he drop camp in the first place then well People were giving him stick, and he, he was, you know, he. I mean, every he hadn't, he didn't, hadn't really made. He'd made about one save in about four games. We hadn't exactly been under right, siege in the games where he yeah, conceded. Um, so we, so his last game in goal was Borough. Um, yeah. yeah. So w- was he that bad? Where you think they put yeah, Steele in ahead of him? I'd, 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 the thing is, with, with Camp, I think the only goal I'd be like the Bolton one. The Bolton yeah. one. But then people are saying he handballed it right in front of him. But even so, and I'd then. Been, Sorry, go on. I, what I'd be interested to find out would be, you know, obviously when when you get dropped or whatever and things, you know, how you have a knock on the manager's door. I wonder if any of the goalkeepers we have ever actually door. had the audacity to knock <laughs> yeah. on the manager's door and say, Can't yeah. get all of the handle. <laughs> like grasping a thin air. Uh, why haven't been dropped? You know what I mean? I don't know <laughs> yeah. whether or not they've even got a leg to stand on, so yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, well, I mean, it was I'm, interesting. No, the, ki- the, kids in, the, the kids in thing, obviously, I mean, people might say, well, you might as well chuck, stick a stride checking goal. Is he going to make 
I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, at this stage... I haven't seen it anywhere near enough of him to come in. At this stage, at least he's got a bit he's of physicality. He's just another name. At least he's got a minute. bit of physicality about him. You know, he's you know he's about 6'4", and he's a, a bigger lad, and, you know, may, maybe that might help. I don't know. I mean, he's he's made he's made errors in, in the under-23, so the likelihood is he's, he's going to make errors in the first team, but everybody else is. I'm not saying advocating it, I'm not saying it should happen. Could you say Coleman throwing him in? It's, it's, it could kill his career, that. Could put him in in a, in a time when things are so toxic. Mm. I mean, any you could make that case for any young player, but a goalkeeper, but when, when, a... When, 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 when everybody in that ground, because of the goalkeeper, which goalkeeper situation this season is going to be watching everything he does which is and, and, yeah, which and, is... And, and, yeah and, and before that wouldn't have happened because you just kind of get on with it and you watch yeah. the game but the thing is with the keepers now because they've been so bad everybody's watching everything they but do you'll get, you'll get even le- when it's not his fault you'll get leeway you'll get leeway though because he's a kid he will so but then leeway. if he but then if he makes like a, a really bad mistake you know where he throws one in or he slaps mm. one in or goes through his legs or something he won't get leeway because people are that disillusioned with what's yeah. happening. Let's have it right. Coleman yeah. would have had this thought in his head. He's mm. thinking, shall I or shan't I throw him in? And like, like you say, I think he's probably thought, I don't really want to kill the young man. Yeah. I might need him for next season, whatever. Do you know what I mean? He's, so He saved a penalty last night, didn't he, in the, in the under-23? Well, they lost 11-10 yeah. in the penalty shootout. No, I mean, so he, he saved yeah, a penalty in, in, in normal, normal time. time. But oh, he, he, didn't get uh, his hand, he didn't save any of those 11 ones, did he? I don't know. I've not seen one of the don't know. I think he's in pens It's a very simplistic thing to say. I haven't seen any of saved. I think both keepers saved one in the first five, or there was a miss each in the first five, but I think Strychek might have saved And isn't there a keeper Sunderland fan? I was reading today. Oh, I can't remember. He said that. something about his family being Sunderland. Oh, right. And I also read something about how they're all getting released now. The one at Sunderland last night, and they've been told two of them are being kept on. Right. The Newcastle under 23 is now getting released. Get him in. Oh. Bring him home. <laughs> we'll, be, well, we'll, be, we'll be playing them next season, the Checker Trade Trophy, won't we? Can you imagine? We we'll probably you, will be. Can you imagine, though? Well, we don't, we don't have to imagine. I know, yeah. It's, just, it's a stark possibility that that will happen. Because it's regionally grouped, isn't it? And we end. We were in Hartlepool. I think the police will put a request in and ask ask for that not to happen. Well, if you, I'm sure you could. But what would happen? Would people treat us as a derby game? I think people would not go. Personally, like yeah. like like, let's not turn up. As, as, I as think a I think it's a if it's a if it's a first team game, people. That that's the thing is we'll be in that competition next season. I mean, this is that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll yeah. Go, if saying if mm. we go down, the likelihood is the way we're playing at the moment. As we were talking about this in the car on the way over. That's a new law, that isn't it? The situation. I'm going to play somebody's under twenty threes in a competitive game. The situation game. is. <laughs> Jesus. That we've had it. We've we haven't won in eight, um, and we're four points adrift now. Even if we'd won one in eight, would be a point of safety. Mm. So, on one hand, obviously the teams who are just in front of us can't get away because they're rubbish. But by the same token, we've had ample opportunity to get out. If we'd won two on the bounce, we wouldn't be in the bottom three. Mm. You know, we've had ample opportunity to get out of it. We've, there's teams ahead of us with a game in hand. Mm. Um, some of them have got to play I each other. The, I looked at the remaining fixtures and Fulham away second to last oh. game. And Wolves, Wolves at yeah. home the last game. It's a bit... Well, Burton have got Burton have got some bad fixtures coming up. But you can't... Um, Burton are going to go much down. Worse than yeah, that, you're though, you're the not way Fulham are playing, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, well. it's, it's the teams have... above. You look at Burton, You don't want to look at Burton. But yeah. you've got to... So well, we've got to play them, so... Yeah, three teams go down. Burton are going to go down. It, it's mm. it's some of the other sides, like Holland, that you think it's possible to even catch those teams. I, that, that's I mean, I think Reading are the one, obviously, one of your former clubs. I mean... I don't know if you've heard anything about 
the, the stuff out there because we, we were talking about this the other day you know they, they had less than 7,000 at the, really? the game for Sheffield United I've not actually heard anything now I've had a few people on Twitter asking me about the situation but I've not really I'm no. not really down there so I don't know what, no. what it is it's like obviously are you like was I in the stamp in or out camp and uh, <laughs> well there you go <laughs> don't know about that one <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah. the, I mean he's he's had a mare only this season and just goes to show how quickly it can turn around for the positive and negative because they were in the you know playoff final. They were penalty penalty mm. kick away from yeah. from getting through and to getting into the Premier League and yeah. and now the. God, imagine what they would have been like in the Premier League. The well, they might have the been you know they might have been better you know I mean that that's that's a thing isn't it once you've you've had that some people reacted with better than others like we we reacted to losing that playoff final on penalties by absolutely annihilating the league the following season and mm. people could say well you know we had the best team or whatever for the end of that season but at the start of the season where we did do that we had loads of injuries mm. um, we had our, John Mullen was playing um, quite a lot of games he and played well though yeah he did but I'm saying mm. that this is the, the point is that we, we you know it was it was more than just uh, the individuals it was a mentality yeah. of the whole thing and dealing whoever with whoever was situation. coming in was just stepping in because you wouldn't yeah. have thought the season before because John Mullen didn't feature at all in that playoff season, and then suddenly he's playing centre midfield as well. Yeah, well, yeah. we saw him as a centre forward before yeah. that. So you had, if somebody had said to you that playoff season, right, you've got John Mullen playing centre midfield, you've got Danny Dickey or Michael Bridges up front, people might have thought, well, about how good were all those players when they come in? I mean, I mean Bridges were Lord, some of our younger fans yeah. now just because going straight over there. I mean, yeah, Bridges, no. Bridges and 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 Dicho and Quinn and Phillips are the best four strikers we'll have had as a group in my time at yeah. Sport and Sunderland. Like, like for like, yeah. yeah. I, mean, well, I remember Bridgie obviously scoring against us, Everton, when in the cup, the one where I missed the penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brought that up, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, um, he took it ever so well when um, he just sort of like come on the scene a bit yeah. and he was firing that season. Even coming off that, I think every time he stepped off the bench, he scored near enough. Um, but yeah, obviously, Quinny and uh, Kev were up front, and probably one of the best strike partnerships you've ever seen yeah. in the championship. I mean, we had both Quinn and Phillips were out that period for a long period together, and we had those two come in. I think you know we played Oxford, beat them seven mm. nil. I think you know Dicio got twelve got goals that each, season. Yeah. Mm. Bridges got twelve goals that season, and then Phillips got twenty four and twenty four. So yeah. you know. <laughs> I said, and now we've got, we, we, you know, we've got strikers who, who have just had one donkey after another this season. And I mean, watch Graben the other night, and he was a class above the players that we've got. And you know, obviously people have their opinions about the way he went on in the game, but he was always going to give some out if because of the stick he was getting if he scored. Mm. Was and, he getting us? I, I remember saying that before the show he's going to get some stick and. It was people couldn't even be bothered really giving know. that much stick. There was a few muffled boos, wasn't there? Yeah. And but you, you know, they can, they can appreciate why he's uh, jumped ship kind of thing, can't they? But I mean, well, that's what but it is. People, they're people, like they're putting getting, themself in that position but, in the same. Well, I'd have done exactly the same kind of thing. But people would slag. But then people were slagging him off for you know when he was at Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. So he scored twelve goals. He's our he's our he's our top scorer, and he scored against us. I know. Our, our top scorer has <laughs> scored against us. In in a game and, and we've lost. He's not. He scored against all five former clubs. It's like a quiz question, this season. This, isn't he? He scored, he's, he scored he's a quiz against. A few he years. scored four Sunderland against Villa early in the season, and now he's gone and scored four Villa against Sunderland. So, 
Yeah, I mean, great, I mean, you know, the, I said it's not the, a co- but then his attitude, obviously, off the pitch is, isn't great because of what you know what the suggestion was. He just gone and said, cancelled his accommodation and told the CEO he wasn't staying, and that was it. I said it? I called a bunch of the players cowards at the start of the show. Do you think that's fair? With the performance, yeah. I would say the only ones who would come out unscathed in that room, on that regard, were Jaria and, and Love. I thought Love worked hard, and I thought Jaria always wanted the ball. He was trying to yeah. trying to do something, but. I thought Catamore was it was arguably his worst game of the season. I thought he was terrible. Um, you know, I mean McManaman, if he needs you know, maybe we should just play him against Tony Pulis teams while he's here because if that's the only thing that's gonna motivate him to do something in the game then mm. you know, th- there's something wrong there. McGeady ran around but, you know, he looks like com- <clears throat> complete lacking in creative spark. Actually Fletcher actually thought because well, obviously when he, he seemed to be well, he was all right. The best. I think he he was all right. Goal, by his but it was a bit. by his standards, it was, it was, you know, he, yeah, he wasn't yeah. awful. But yeah, yeah. The, the whole team, again, I agree. Ajari looking for the ball, wanted the ball. Um, the rest hid away like cowards. I thought. Um, I mean, Fletcher, was, I thought, actually showed some decent touches. He, he, he was having a decent game with the ball at his feet until. That the incident where him. he, you know, and that was it then. I mean, there was once in the second half where the, the Villa back line was just knocking the ball between them, Fletcher was just standing there watching them do mm. it, and that's not acceptable. It's absolutely not acceptable. But then, you know, not having a go at Magic, but he didn't exactly set the world, he didn't like run around and do anything when he came on, really. I mean, I know the it game was gone. the team, doesn't it? Mm. You know, and, uh, but to be fair, Sorrow, again, came on and it was lifted everything, and like, you know, the, I think the, the the fans were definitely showing their appreciation of the work that he was putting in. He yeah. went, he'd had a really good run down the left and got a shot, gone into the box and had a sort of weak shot at the keeper. And But everyone were, applauded it because mm. they saw somebody trying, trying <laughs> doing something. And, yeah. and he, you know, hopefully he's fully fit now and he'll start at the weekend. I mean, there's an argument to say he's going to have to go for at the back, any. Um on Saturday because he hasn't got the options. Galloway could come in at centre back. Well, there's a guy who was talking in the press recently saying he um, he thinks he can play for England as centre half. <laughs> Jack, somebody. Yeah. What's he called? Might be in. Might, Jack. He might be injured. Rodwell. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you almost feel like just play him and let the fans torture him. Um, we're gonna. Um, we'll, re- save, re- we'll save that for like the last home game of the season. Just stick him in. The stick him in goal. <laughs> There'll be nobody well, there. That's yeah. going to be like a Wolves home game. Um, we're going to go through some of your tweets when we come back. We're also going to hear from Chris Coleman um, and then discuss what those options might be for the weekend. Um, as I did say at the start of the show, we've done this for five years now, um, including branch out, branching out and doing other things. We've got a live show coming up. Um, we'll do stuff at the pick-up before the game. And I would want to just mention all the players who've coming and helped us out over the five years because we do appreciate it and I'm sorry if we've missed any of the list because I'm looking at it and I'm sure we have countless journalists as well and presenters and other people who who were known to the public who were Sunderland fans who have came on the show because all these players have came on more than once as well um, so I'll give them all a name and mention personally before we come back so I'd like to thank Martin Smith Darren Williams, Michael Proctor, Kevin Ball and, and his son Luke Julio Arger, Stephen Elliott, John Oster, Paul Hardiman, Lee Howie, Len Ashurst, Dennis Stewart, Gary Bennett, David Priest, Vic Hallam, David Corner, Gordon Armstrong, Kieran Brady, Jody Craddock, Robbie Stockdale, Gary Rowell, 
Martin Scott. Don't everyone. I think we're missing some more, and I apologise. Well, you've got you've got eleven seconds for this stab to, to think of something. No, I, no, I've already been thinking. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wise men say. FM preview show with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Okay, Gareth's given me no time to sort of like load some tweets up there and no, have a look no. at it. He doesn't. He's well, shall we hear he from Chris goes. Coleman on something while we do that? On something, yeah. What shall we hear about? Let, let's hear about let's it. On the me, long I'll tell you what. Let's let this is this is good radio. Yeah, well, no he, pre-production involved no, here. No, no, let's what, what are the options? Well, he is Chris speaking about the. Uh, his long and t- short-term situation, I guess, has been questioned. Well, this this is something we asked Tom from Sun FM to ask him because Tom always asks us if there's something um, we want to ask Chris Coleman because we, we don't get a chance to get there and ask ourselves so we, we, we load Tom with some questions and I was keen to know because we have this discussion um, should the inevitable happen and Sunderland get relegated will Chris Coleman stay around and then we always say you know all signs seem to suggest he would he's moved his family up here he talks about it as a long term project so I just wanted Tom to um, to try and get some answers in relation to that, really, when you sign a two and a half year contract, this plus two, people will say, "Well, if they, you know, they they're not winning, they have one, you know, his job will be under threat anyway. He hasn't won in eight games. That's the industry. Or will he want to stay if they get relegated? Will Sunderland want to keep him? Who's going to own the club? We've got to stay in the league. I'm going to think, who who are we going to build the club with? I don't know. Nobody knows. So there's a lot. There's a lot of questions." But our focus, and my focus is, I'm sure you know I'm not lying when I say my focus is Queen's Park Rangers, getting us into a relegation fight where we've turned it into a, we're in a positive frame of mind, in a positive state. Um, we do that by performing and getting a win. That's where my sole focus is. Did he answer that? Did he, a politician's answer there, do you think, or, or what? Well, he didn't. He didn't really answer it, did he? I mean, I, I think he's. It was discussed this the other week, and I think he'd he'd stay anyway if we if we went down. But mm. you know, it, it's a diff- You can't. It's a difficult question. That's a bit of a stupid question, really, Stephen. Football, isn't it? No. <laughs> no, it's not. If he answers I it, jo- I was only joking. Well, did, uh, did it sound like he was joking there, John? Did you get that? But did I, you I, get those vibes? I don't know what's going to happen. It, like, <laughs> it might not even be his decision ultimately if uh, somebody comes in and takes the club over and. But that would be uh, the, that would the, be typical. We get taken yeah. over, and then the the person who many feel is the only good thing about the club. Yeah, gets I, sacked. I, I think. Yeah, I think he, he's. You can't judge him on whatever happens this season. I think it's obviously going to be next year, where um, he's going to have to wheel and deal and do whatever his managerial skills allow him to 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 get the club uh, out of that division. Mm. Basically, Marty Moonpie. He's been back on. He's 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 I in England. Re- I don't know why you're going to read this tweet out. I know because <laughs> I've read it. 
Why? No, he's just saying it's we, we closing, need to... It's all closing the Premier Con, He's just saying we need to start planning for next season. I, I think that's a fair point. Because yeah. otherwise it's just the same... Same old, same old, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm foolish. not gonna, I'm not gonna go on and on again about closing teas down and stuff like that. People are sick of hearing it. Mm. But he's making a point that you would hope that whatever they're gonna do, they're thinking about now, yeah. Because even if we still can't, can't go on like this. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, did, they clearly didn't plan for after Sam Allardyce, even though it was staring and blatantly in the face. And so you'd like to think they've sort of learned a little bit from that, and uh, they're, they're a bit more forward thinking than they were in that situation because that situation has escalated into where the club is now sort of thing Speaking of Marty Moonpie uh, I know he's in England now but um, somebody else Neil is it the White Cafu Neil yeah. he was a, he was a regular listener tweeted us the other day saying he was channeling his inner Marty Moonpie because he was listening to us abroad that's a good thing if anyone wants to do that you need to give Marty a mention though um, specifically a few people uh, Ross Varnum Collier Frankie Bry um, asking us to mention the Newcastle fan who stole the seat from the ground and then took a, pic- pic- took a picture of himself on the Metro with it, thinking what? that maybe there wouldn't be any repercussions for, from that. <laughs> then he tried to deny. He said he found it on the Metro and then somebody put a picture of him up holding the seat in the ground above his head. So that lad, you know, he's going to be banned the, now yeah, snap, from going to watch football. They've won the Snapchat Idiot Cup now, haven't they? That's another one for the tro- trophy cabinet. Then put that in there. The Gritter Cup, that was one the other week that they'd won. Did you see yes, that bloke there having a go? Sunderland for having inferior Gritters to Newcastle. So then pop that one in the trophy cabinet as well. Uh, Kevin, Kev, SEFC22. Got a question for you, John. Um, did you ever experience a certain core of players at any club? That clearly didn't. One. That clearly didn't care, um, and do the ones that really do care. Yes, and it was at Doncaster. I don't know if you remember um, when Dean Saunders was the manager. And I bet you know, a lot of people would likely forget if they're from Doncaster. Yeah. Do you, do you know um, an agent called Willie Mackay? Well, yeah. Well, he's sort of, that's Allardyce here. Yeah, he's, well, that's, sort of, well, that's he's corner. Sort of, he's well, sort of corner. Well, well, here we go. Anyway. Um, well, so it's the same player. It's not even the same. Oh, did he it's sign Chimbonde? Basically, he well, Chimbonde. Well, let, let him tell the story. Come on, start again. Chimbonde, Elaz Juff, Habi Bay, Alunga. Actually, he was all right. He was he was a one of the one of the good guys actually, um, and a few more that you'd probably never heard of one from Blackburn etc etc probably names the Doncaster fans will be excited about yeah but Habby Bay um, I think Newcastle released him and he was still on something stupid like 40 grand a week at Newcastle and he was living in France at the time and he basically flew over on a Friday stayed over Friday night played a game on a Saturday and flew back and then we never seen him till the next Friday and everyone was thinking well what's going on but then after every single game there was just argument after argument blaming this that and the other and Dean Saunders would like have a go up like the English lads and never say anything to like people like Juffy who's like walking around just thinking he like runs a place it was just it was it was ten times worse than like the dressing room when we were at Sunderland because I don't think within the dressing room they hate each other whereas we had like hated towards each other <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was mental, but um, it was, it was a lot worse than, um, than I'd say Sunderland's dressing room is. Do you reckon um, Chimbonde just comes up on the Friday for the games when he plays for Washington? I know. <laughs> Where's that come about? Where? where, where? <laughs> Should have gone down to see him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, no. I had to sit next to him in the dressing room. That was enough. 
thanks. So, I mean, what, so what's that like driving to work every day, John? Because it's a job it was, at the end of the it was, day, it was, and it's it your livelihood. It was almost like an us and them. You know, like it, that, that scenario. Like, but the manager sort of created it really off off his own back because he he, he never he, he, ne- he never well he treated them differently to us. Like they'd turn in late and Chimbonda like he, he, like he'd be injured and he'd just leave like and the physio's like right come and see me this afternoon. Or he'd just go and have a shower and just leave and just no one would say anything. You know, it was just they just did what they wanted and we was all thinking, well, what are we? We just we have to abide by all the rules and then they just walk around doing what they want it was like I say it was a bit more like a us and them kind of scenario and it was it was it was like and did can- it transfer like to, through the to club, really. on the field as well so, yeah. so, so because I mean, anybody who's played football at any level knows that it helps when you get on with your teammates because you can rely oh, on each other to dig yourself out after the, after the game there was like countless finger pointing do you know what I mean and the odd one now again nearly come to fisticuffs so it was it was pretty bad yeah, it was pretty bad, and that was, like I say, that was that was the worst thing I've ever seen in a in a dressing room. And and what can anything be done about? Could any manager in the world turn that around, or is that a case of you you, need, you just need to wait until certain players leave? The, the manager created that though. That was the problem. <laughs> he brought all these players in. Did thinking, he know? Did he? Did you? Do you think he got the? Do you get the impression that he knew that was going? Well, I, that I was think, bad. Or did I he think just he, showed, he. I think he yeah. knew he was like the cause of yeah everything because because of the way he treated them. It was this, was this in the championship was, or League One? It was or? championship, yeah. And yeah, you got yeah. relegated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got relegated that season. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, looking back at you, just think they'd probably still turn crazy. the Sunderland team off if they played them, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be like a must-win game for Sunderland, and I don't guess they would win that one three 0 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never, he, never. Like, and Oster the results, the, the results actually didn't seem as bad as they are for Sunderland for some reason. But well, that just sums up how bad it actually is, doesn't it? Well, the the thing is, though, like Juve and Chimbonda are probably quite good footballers. In, in you know what I mean. That's mm. probably the problem is that we've got not very good ones, <laughs> and then mm. on top of that, the other issues. But so. There wasn't. There was. There wasn't exactly workaholics either. That's the thing. No. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, 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 like you say, Juffy obviously had ability and he'd do some great stuff and that. But then. If if the chips were down, you know what I mean. You just didn't want to be counting yeah, on them. That, all, that was the problem. As so. all Sunderland fans know, mm. uh, there was a story about. Um, I don't want to drop anybody in it because I make allegations. It's not but not serious or anything. But story about Dean Saunders, somebody we know played under him um, as manager, and he he promised there was something where like if the won the game, he promised the mat- either the match winner or the man of the match his car. Said you, you, you oh, can you can he, have my he car. Done a few of them mad ones, at and, then, and, and then and then come in with like golf clubs and yeah. stuff. That I don't know where he got all the stuff from. To be honest, <laughs> like, like, he's like like you know on, a, on like a Friday you normally have like a bit of fun and stuff, and the worst player and the best player and things like that. And he, he I remember him doing that, bringing in uh, some golf clubs for like the best player and stuff. <laughs> like he just got a random brand new set of golf clubs in his, his boot of his car. Like I don't was know. it always Javi Bay on them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like golf. Exactly, yeah. Oh, Jeffy's won again. Well, this in this particular case, you promised somebody the car, and then they did win the game, and whoever won, you know, who was who was due to receive the car, just never hurt. He just Saunders probably just never brought it up again. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> well, that was a good answer for that question. Actually, I wasn't expecting that one. Um, Hera eighteen. I'm going to come on to that when we talk about the game specifically. Um, Jonathan Roberts said, "When making a cup of tea, is it milk first or hot water? Why would anybody put milk in?" First, we're making a cup of tea. 
Nobody knew milk on the tea bag. Yeah. No. 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 I'm sure there's like that person needs reporting. I, 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 I bet there's, I bet there's I a geek on Twitter somewhere that'll uh, tell you about the chem like the chemical reaction <laughs> well, actually, or something. And actually, it can't be right. It's the other way around because uh, obviously milk is thicker than water, and it so yeah. it'll probably not disperse as well. But I know somebody at where I used to work who used to put the the milk in first. Awful, awful Dis- behaviour. Disgraceful. Yeah. It is. Alex Campbell. Um, I don't believe this confidence malarkey. Uh, seeing he played raw uh, pro rugby in front of hostile crowds, it's about pride and caring, and this lot don't. What mm. would you say, John, to this motley crew to get them over the line? I don't, uh, I've never have you down as a, a sort of know. Kevin Ball kind of character I, in the dressing room. Motiva- yeah, no, <laughs> no. my motivational skills are probably lacking. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think it's like it comes down to your personal pride at the end of the day, like. It doesn't matter who you play. I always, I always never really got when you play like a lower league team in like the cup and things like that. I was always like under the impression I want to show them how much better I am than them. Mm. I don't want to like walk around and just like them go away thinking I'm crap because that just that was just me personally. I always always like went out with the mentality against lower league teams and stuff and, and thought right let's give these a proper sure, and why they're them. in that division and yeah. why you're in this division and yeah. That, yeah and like try and like batter him if you can do you know what I mean whereas some people are just of the other mentality I don't know it's, it's a strange one but that's just me personally well, managers probably don't help I mean on that point they probably don't help that situation because you know certain cup com- competitions for years have been you know talked down by managers mm. less important than the league and all that kind of stuff so you know the amount of changes managers make kind of it must be contagious yeah. when, like, when they're sticking experience pro in with like younger kids and he's thinking why am I why am I being singled well, out for treatment <laughs> kind of thing. well also I guess you guess so I mean you know there's all sorts of connotations to it I guess I guess it had somebody started doing it one day mm. and then it became what everybody did and then I guess there's that mentality you know seeps through the game not just at football clubs and and it doesn't matter how many upsets or bad results or, or like managers, like you say, like Man U will go away, play a weekend team, and then they'll have to play the replay and they're thinking, well, mm. and like, and they're moaning about how many games they have to play when they're sort of like the creator of their own sort of destiny by doing that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's always it's always a strange one that where rather than play a decent team, get a couple of goals and then take a few off or whatever. We're going to hear from Chris Coleman now again um, about the QPR game and then we're going to try and talk about which 11 players he's going to manage to put out there certainly his favourite formation what bit of the Q- what bit do you want to talk about the Cubes and the QPR you just game? you take control of this situation well, we're, we're going to hear from Chris Coleman now on the running eventually when I put it, the thing in the right place if we can just grab something and hang on to it and grow that in a positive way this season could be really exciting for all the, all the good reasons rather than everybody having dread and fear and anxiety and stress and negativity. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, Chris. Um, (laughs) Interesting. I've listened to these clips yet, by the way. Tom's put them together and put them in our folder. So I'm just like, you know. Interesting, though, that uh, talking about the dressing room when we were just discussing your time at Doncaster there, John, Mm. and Chris Coleman there saying, you know, try and move away from the negativity. Interesting that Browning is staying at Sunderland 
because Chris Coleman said today he's good in the dressing room. Hmm. Um, that's interesting in itself, isn't it? Because it's strange, you, you would you yeah. would be forgiven. Oh, Brown would be forgiven to want to be to be aware as quickly as he could at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's he obviously likes the area or whatever. I don't know or likes the club, but um, it's, it's it's a strange one all around, really. When you've you've got the club paying his wages, and if he's out for the season, then it, it just it seems it's baffling for me that the club are going to pay someone just to be in the dressing well, room. Sam like, you might as well hire a comedian. Was going to do it, wasn't he, with a a buoy. with a buoy. And Nabuia wasn't anywhere near the Sunderland team, but I think apparently his agent was probably William Mackay. Possibly. But his, <laughs> um, he was supposed to be really, really good in the dressing room, and that's why Allardyce wanted to give him a contract till the end of the season, even though he wasn't <laughs> going to be anywhere near the team. And then, because we were saying he was director of Banda, weren't we? And, and yeah, and then he, um, <laughs> what was it? What Entertainment's did he, manager. He hadn't, um, he had. He hadn't like paid some, oh, some money that he was taxes or something yeah. for two years. We're not going. He owed money to FIFA or something. Throw accusations about. <laughs> there was no accusations to be made. Um, happened. Hera eighteen. Pick our back three for Saturday. The options are Corner, Galloway, Jones, and Rodwell. Has it got to be a three? Well, no. I think the point he's making it. Right. You know, he's going to have to move away from a three, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'd right. go Corner and I'd just give Galloway a go. Oh, in there. Half. Well, he he's apparently is a centre half. So give him a good centre half. Sick of seeing Billy Jones, to be honest. So you know somebody else to somebody else making a mistake instead of him. You know at least it'll keep it fresh. On Billy Jones, Daniel Shellard, hypothetical as he's out of contract in the summer. Uh, but <laughs> Billy Jones, would he find his level next year in League One? That's what people said when we got relegated to the Championship. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it? Oh, that's all right. A few of these what? players have found the level. A lot level of people now. are searching for the level in a very <laughs> unusual way, aren't they? By just like self sabotage. <laughs> Let's get relegated yeah, twice. Find the level. I'm not, not quite good enough at this level. I'll just be awful for the rest of the season. Might have a go next year in League One. How far do you go? Keep going down to League Two. Uh, Gav Newman is asking why the hell is Fletcher getting a game? Can't win headers. Can't hold the ball up. Doesn't work hard enough out of possession. And can't score. What's your opinion on Fletcher, John? I've not actually seen him in the flesh, so it'd be hard for me to sort of. He's on neither. He's rubbish. There you go. But um, yeah, to be honest, who else? Who else are we going to play? Uh, um, well, Luala was fit, is he? And Coleman said he that when night, he, he didn't know. I think he was probably at three 0 There's no, no point, point bringing him on. Yeah, is exactly, he's, yeah, he's, he was carrying that knock. Yeah. But he's supposed to be. He said when he brought him, he wanted to play him through the middle. Right. So if he plays a three at the back, which I can't see how he can, um, unless he, he plays Rodwell, he could go up with. Uh, I would put either Sorrow and, and Loalawa up there, or I'd go with a, if we're going with three across the front. I'd go Sorrow one side, Loalawa the other, and uh, and Madger through the middle. That would be my three if you were playing a four-three-three, because three. Um, Loalawa has been brought in for to make a difference. He hasn't really been available, so we've seen the other ones have a yeah. go and fail. So, you know, I don't really fancy McGeady away from home, particularly, especially when we're, we're lacking in defenders. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go three at the back, I'd put those two up front. But if if it's one up front, then I'd put them wide and put Magic through the middle. Um, you know, and, and see <laughs> see what happens. I mean, Luwalo was actually his last club was uh, that he played was um, QPR. I think he had about eleven, twelve games on loan for them. Right. I think it might have been even this season. So, 
maybe you want to go back and prove a point. Yeah, I think I think I've actually played against him, and he's uh, he's quite he's quite lively on his day, and he's he's probably better than what what they've got at the minute. Do you know what I mean? If he's fully fit, but is he going to be fully fit come Saturday? Um, it's certainly going to be an interesting he's, he's team not selection, isn't it? Well, you, you know, why not start him and then take him off instead of bringing him on? Mm. If he's going to make a difference, if if he thinks he you could, can make a difference. Get in front. Wait till the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Wait till you're one nil, two nil down, and then yeah. bring him on. Yeah, yeah. To make a difference, try and yeah. try and get an advantage. And if you're still nil nil when you when he goes off, then you know you can bring bring McGeady on something like that. You know, mm. if you want to, if you want to, if you want to try and win the game, because um, he hasn't. I mean, I think McGeady's done his work the last few games, apart from the last one, but he hasn't recreated anything. You know, he hasn't looked like threatening. Mm. So you know, if he's an impact player, then you know let him come off the bench and make an impact. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give our live show plug and then we'll call it a night? Yeah, I keep forgetting to do that. I've just reminded you. Uh, yeah, the twenty third of April, Monday, the twenty third of April, at the Peacock in Sunderland, um, we're hosting a live show. One of our obviously we do the ones at the Peacock on the Saturday, but this is kind of the original format that we used to Couple do. Couple of hours worth. Um, five to get in, um, and the guests are Stephen Elliott and Lee Howie. Um, yeah, and it, it'll be a good night. You can get tickets um, at the pub if you'd like to get a physical ticket, but it's easy enough to get them online as well. So if you go to wisemensay.co.uk, you'll be able to get um, tickets for that. Uh, and yeah, it would be good to see you come down. And tickets start to shift now, actually, this week. Um, so get yourself in there. Still plenty of time, like, and there's a load of tickets. Yeah. We'll get you all in. But yeah, get yourself along. We can promise this one will not be cancelled. And just two more for the season for us on a, on a Saturday. I think well. so. By the look of it, is the Wolves de- game definitely an early kickoff? Is it on the last day? You, is it like usually one o'clock or something? One o'clock normally, isn't it? Is, yeah. yeah. Well, they probably won't. Yeah, it'll probably be it for 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 us. Guess confirmed for the um, Burton game. Mm. Chris Brown. Brownie. Yeah. Do you want to come to that one? I've seen him for a while. He'll tell you plenty about the Doncaster <laughs> dressing room. There you go. Oh, was he there as well? He was there, yeah. Well, what we're going to do is, you can come down, John. You can both bring your air rifles down. And, uh, <laughs> we, we, we can have an air rifle off and see who's got the best story does, about um, that. Does, <laughs> does, uh, I'm sure he was in a better story than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> comment on that whatsoever. The, uh, does he know what happened at the Leeds Christmas party? No, I don't think so. He doesn't know. I does anybody... Know. Probably, Apart from you, probably, and a couple of select few that were probably <laughs> when it, when inebriated like I was. Yeah, he's never, he's never going to see it. He's never going to tell. He probably story. can't remember. I think he can't remember. <laughs> can. <laughs> right. So, uh, just like to thank all of the guests who's uh, helped us out over the five years, and, and and you for listening as well. We have had some nice tweets and stuff, but we weren't going to read them out and pat ourselves on the back too much or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But thanks for listening. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show, with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland.